Moving on right now, it's time for us to bring you tonight's savvy Earth savers. Find out how you can live more sustainably. And Cruz has some good news to share tonight. Hello, savvy Earth savers. Guess what? Sunlight could solve the world's clean water crisis. I know, fascinating. Researchers have developed a cost-effective technique that could deliver safe drinking water to millions of vulnerable people using cheap, sustainable materials and sunlight. Less than 3% of the world's water is fresh, and due to the pressures of climate change, pollution, shifting population patterns, in many areas this already scarce resource is becoming scarcer. Currently, 1.42 billion people, including 450 million children, live in areas of high or extremely high water vulnerability, and that figure is expected to grow in coming decades. Researchers have developed a promising new process that could eliminate water stress for millions of people, including those living in many of the planet's most vulnerable and disadvantaged communities. A team led by an associate professor, Hao Lanzu, has refined a technique to derive fresh water from seawater, brackish water or contaminated water through highly efficient solar evaporation so that you can deliver enough daily fresh drinking water for a family of four from just one square meter of source water. In recent years, he says, there has been a lot of attention on solar evaporation to create fresh drinking water, but previous techniques have been too inefficient to be practically useful. We know how the process works, but no one's been able to do it on a scale that actually makes a difference. What the professor says is that we have overcome those inefficiencies and our technology can now deliver enough fresh water to support many practical needs at a fraction of the cost of existing technologies, such as reverse osmosis, which you might have heard is the kind of standard for turning seawater into potable fresh drinking water. At the heart of the system is a highly efficient photothermal structure that sits on the surface of a water source and converts sunlight to heat, focusing energy precisely on the surface to rapidly evaporate the uppermost portion of the liquid. While other researchers have explored similar technology, previous efforts have been hampered by energy loss, with heat passing into the source water and dissipating into the air above. As Dr. Xu says, previously, many of the experimental photothermal evaporators were basically two-dimensional. They were just a flat surface, and they could lose 10 to 20% of solar energy to the bulk water and surrounding environments. They have developed a technique that not only prevents any loss of solar energy, but actually draws additional energy from the bulk water and surrounding environment, meaning the system operates at 100% efficiency for the solar input and draws up to another 170% energy from the water and environment. In contrast, this heat sink technique means all surfaces of the evaporator remain at a lower temperature than surrounding water and air, so additional energy flows from high energy external environments into the lower energy evaporator. They are the first researchers in the world to extract energy from the bulk water during solar evaporation and use it for evaporation. And this has helped their process become really, really efficient, enough to deliver between 10 to 20 liters of fresh water per square meter a day real amazing thing about this as well is the system is enhanced by the fact it's built entirely from simple everyday materials that are really low cost, sustainable and easily obtainable. One of the main aims of the research was to deliver practical applications so the materials that we used were sourced from a hardware store or supermarket. It's mind-blowing. The only exception is the photothermal materials but even then they were using a very simple and cost-effective process. 
In addition to being easy to construct and easy to deploy, the system is also very easy to maintain as the design of the photothermal structure prevents salt and other contaminants building up on the evaporator surface. Together, the low cost and easy upkeep means the system developed um, could be deployed in situations where other desalination, taking salt out of water, and purification systems would be financially and operationally impossible. For example, in remote communities with small populations, the infrastructure cost of systems like reverse osmosis is huge and you can't justify it. But this technique could deliver a very low cost alternative that would be easy to set up and basically free to run. Because it's so simple and requires virtually no maintenance, there's no technical expertise needed to keep it up running. You don't have to call a maintenance man or a highly specific team of scientists to fix it if something happens. The technology really has the potential to provide a long-term clean water solution to people and communities who can't afford other options. And these are the places where these solutions are really needed. In addition to the drinking water applications, the professor and his team are currently exploring a range of other uses, including treating wastewater in industrial operations, which would also have a fantastically positive effect on the environment. There are a lot of ways to adapt this technology, so they are really at the beginning of a very exciting journey. <sighs> I'm glad there was some good news today. Until next week, bye-bye. Thank you once again to Cruz Ann McCallaghan. Join her every Monday for Savvy Earth Savers here in the Common Room. Common Room with Alison Howard.